Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show. Oh, he is, like, man. Boy, baby. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Uh, dude. You've been holding out on us? Brando. The dude's 45 years old today. I'm not going to say happy birthday to him because I hope he had a bad birthday. I hope he blew out a candle over an avocado and then didn't eat it and it's just miserable. And Pat. Reed Ferguson was trying to whip it. He did. Throws a football like I do, but like, you know, <laughs> there's a clear <laughs> drop off, I would say, on Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast here on a victorious, big victorious victory Monday. We are a Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast, all the good stuff. Gentlemen, how about that game? How, how are we feeling? Almost like peak Bills fan, not quite because it's still the regular season and we did this exactly a year ago, but it's like peak gushing over Josh peak gushing over the coaching staff gushing over Steph Diggs gushing over Von Miller. I wore my Miller t-shirt to school today. Hence, you know, the family name is Miller. Mom's family name is Miller. So we have, we had ties to Ryan Miller, you know, ties to Von Miller. So we're supporting the, uh, the guy. So I was excited. Pat, how about you? Still, uh, still chasing the dragon from Sunday night. I couldn't sleep, honestly. (laughs) I don't know. I just kept like refreshing YouTube to see every content creator just say basically the same, whatever, 10 minute spiel about the Buffalo Bills. But it was it was good. I mean, I'm still still glowing as well. So. That's funny because you said 10 minute video because I just did the same thing. I was on YouTube and I was like, I went through, you know, Skip and Shannon. It was 11 minutes. I went to Colin Coward. It was like nine and a half. I went to Stephen A. It was 10. I went to NFL Live and Dan Orlowski. It was 10 minutes. Josh Allen got everybody. He got his 15 minutes of fame in the world on national TV this morning, which I think obviously is well-deserved. John, did you uh, hear anything cool? What did you feel like after this game? Yeah. I mean, it's really cool to see. I mean, my, my favorite stuff, I usually just, just uh, never stop scrolling on Twitter, which is definitely a problem. <laughs> but when it, your Twitter feed is full of never ending bills content, you know, it kind of works out. Um, I did see a lot of clips of like coward and some of these other shows and, you know, people leading their words, you know, and all this stuff. And I don't know if you guys saw the bills, social media account, um, just tweet out the clip of Colin coward, uh, from yes. when <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny and so petty. I love it. The Bills social media team is second to none. And my God, that game. Holy cow. My heart rate has never been so high. I feel like my heart needs a bye week to recover. I feel like we all need, like, this is the perfect time to have a bye week right now because, you know, big win going into a little open window here. Guys heal up, even though we were pretty healthy heading into this one. I'm 26 years old and I'm like, wow, what a time to get off of my parents' health insurance soon. Like, right as I'm going to start having heart problems because of this, the, the way that these bills play and the, how intense these games are. That's funny. My health insurance, you know, this is uh, not a good time 
to have to buy health insurance and all that good stuff. But the, can I play a clip here? Cause you're talking about heart. And I, I heard this clip, rich, I ain't seen, I don't know if you heard it or not on his show. He did a really yeah, Rich Eisen dude. He's, he's riding high right now. Mr. Jets fan four and two, but, but this, this guy has been a Josh Allen supporter since day one. I want to say he's always had Josh's back. And I thought this clip was really good and I'm going to play it. If that's all right. The draft in 2018, supposedly the third best quarterback. The Browns taking Baker Mayfield first, and then the Jets taking Sam Darnold second, and then sitting right there for the Bills to take. It was Josh Allen. And even that night, it was just like, okay, big kid, big strong arm, not accurate. Nobody really saw him play college. He's there in Wyoming, right? 50% completion percentage, right? What's he doing there? If he was so damn good and out of high school, why would he be going there playing his football there? Now he's the king of the world. <laughs> uh, he is. There's no doubt. There's no question. There's no doubt. He is He is the paragon of who you're hoping for now. Let me look up paragon real quick. He is the personification of who you're looking for. He is the standard of you are hoping on your football hope chest to get your Josh Allen. The guy who can beat you with his arm, beat you with his legs, beat you with his heart. And what he now has... What he now has, and he had it before, and even if they lost yesterday, and the Chiefs had a chance to win this football game, as we all know. But what he has now, and we saw it yesterday in this game twice, is the air of invincibility and inevitability. I I thought that was worded perfectly, but I even went and looked up what the definition of paragon is, and I'll read it straight from the dictionary. A person or thing regarded as a perfect example of a particular quality. So to say that Josh Allen is a paragon of an NFL quarterback is, you can't use a better word to describe him. No, you can't. And it, it's so funny because I I kind of had this thought yesterday. You know how we used to have these like NFL memes was, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure they're still really big, but they were in my feed, they were much bigger at an earlier time. And they used to put out this like build your perfect NFL quarterback. And usually they do like, you know, b- build yeah. the worst NFL this quarterback where you got like, you know, Carson Wentz's legs and you've got like Nathan Peterman's arm anyway. But they always did this build your perfect quarterback. You've got like Tom Brady's clutch gene. You've got Lamar Jackson's legs. That quarterback today is literally everything is Josh yes. Allen. He's he's the five pieces of Exodia in Yu-Gi-Oh terms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what other piece would you take from another quarterback and add it to Josh Allen to make him better? Maybe you can't. Lamar Jackson's speed, but that's it. And I think Josh yeah. is probably equal. Yesterday when he's running out of the pocket, there's a couple of plays that it's just like, wow. I remember saying he's fast on that play. And it's like he has these long legs and he's just got that quickness. So it's a wash. You know, your, your yeah. point is exactly right. And I had read on PFF that also his top speed annually has increased all five years that he's been in the league. So really, yeah. that's a cool yeah. stat. So, and getting faster. So not only is he getting better at reading defenses, I mean, he's always, you know, been progressing in that and he's reached a point now where he's in the upper echelon of, of that type of processing, but he's getting faster too at, you know, age 26, which is just freaking crazy. Yeah. And it's like the game that we watched yesterday is just unlike anything else that's on. Like we're going to go sit and watch a primetime Monday night game with Russell Wilson for whatever reason, you know, might be washed at this point, you know, just let's ride. 
and, and the De- the Denver Broncos are are just a mess. Like they don't they don't look it doesn't look like the same sport. I think that's how mm-hmm. Jeremy put it on WGR. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about some of the other broadcasts that were talking about this game and what this rivalry means. And I think Kyle Brandt said this is better than Brady Manning yeah. in a lot of ways. It's so true. You know, it it doesn't have better athletes. The, the length of history that Brady and Manning does, but the matchups have already been better. Yeah. I mean, 13 seconds was people are putting that into the greatest game of all time, like top five category, which is really hard to do because it's so close in the rear view. So it's kind of weird to try to compare it. But I mean, these guys, and whenever they play, it's a good game. And, you know, the last time it didn't come down to the wire was when they kicked their button arrowhead last year. You know, other than that, it's been these close games. And then obviously the AFC championship really got out of hand too a couple of years ago. But it's a good matchup. And, you know, the, these two players are not on the field at the same time, but you always feel like when it, one of these guys is on the field, they're going to score, you know, and it, it, something has to go terribly wrong for that not to happen. And it did. So it was a low scoring game. But these are two transcendent athletes. And if they were in different conferences, this is the Super Bowl that we would expect every single year. Yeah. It'd be like, Warriors Cavs that three year streak in a row, or it would be like Celtics Lakers. I believe it was you know, four from back in the day. I it was four. Was was it actually yeah, four? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember. I just got tired of it at a <laughs> yeah, certain point. No, but. I mean, I definitely agree. Like for instance, I'm watching the game yesterday, and you know, Mike Senior, whatever, he's got Dak on the fantasy team, so I'm sure he was he was very you know enjoyably watching that game, reclined fully with the laptop like slanted at a 45 degree angle, so only he could see it. But that being said. <laughs> Like, I mean, you're, you're looking at the end of that game, right? Cooper Rush gets the ball back with, what, two and a half minutes. Um, you know, it's a two-possession game. And they just moved the ball so slow. And I was like, Mike, you want to see a team start at their own one-yard line and score in, like, a minute and 26 seconds? Like, I'm just not used to this. Like, this is just, it just is not, is weird for me to watch. Like It's like watching know? high school football. It is. It dude, is like compared to Josh Allen. I said that earlier, too. My friend and I went to Duff's because they, dude, first of all, Buffalo doesn't have a single bar here with NFL Sunday ticket. So we had to go to this Duff's place. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh <laughs> but to get Sunday ticket, Heard we called like 15 terrible. places. To, and we, we sat and we were watching the Dolphins game. All the games were on, but we were watching the Dolphins game. And the quarterback play was just atrociously bad. Teddy Bridgewater was awful. And Wait, who did they even put in after Skylar Thompson? Teddy, who was also on con- concussion protocol. Like, what? I don't understand <laughs> how he's legally allowed to go back in the game. Somebody explain to me how the man is in out because he can't play. I think he cleared the day before. Did so he? why the can't he before. start then? Because they they thought that he he hadn't practiced that week. I think oh. so. There there is some talk about that. Like, did they want to just get a look at Skylar Thompson? You know, an eight year veteran quarterback who's been in a playoff game, led multiple teams to winning records, and he was terrible. And you turn on this next game, it's just bonkers. And I, it just takes you back, man. It just takes you back to all the bad quarterbacking that we had. And I I was telling the story. It was like Tua. Starts three and zero, you know, third rated quarterback in the league. It's the Trent Edwards against the Cardinals, four and one. Yeah. Trent Edwards gets popped, and he's never the same again. And it's just kind of sad. Um, but I mean, we had whiffs. We had like tiny yeah. whiffs of what 
elite quarterback play could be like. You know, we got like yeah. maybe maybe Fitzy one on a game bender. a year. Exactly. Yeah, Fitzy going nuts. We had Tyra Taylor throws for 300 yards against the Seahawks, and they still lose. They had a chance to win at the end. Yeah. Well, 300 do- yards against the Dolphins when the Rex Ryan era ends on a 10-man on the field overtime loss. JJ runs 63 yards. So, And right. it's <laughs> stupid, but you're right. And it's so cool to have this sustained play. And you see Josh's three starts against Kansas City the last three games. 329. 329, 313, nine touchdowns or 10 touchdowns. I want to say 10 touchdowns, touchdowns, no no interceptions. interceptions. The man's a freak. Two hurdles. Don't forget the hurdles. And on the play before the hurdle, you see him juke the out of the other corner and just he knocks the guy on his feet and then he jumps over the other guy. But it it was a great day. I I was routinely yelling, holy, how did he do that (laughs) at my TV screen? Like, you know, when John drops I, a swear word on the show, he's like real intense. Yeah, he's, about he's it. passionate. Yeah, I, you know, it's important because Sorry, I'm the Mom. one who has to yeah. edit, edit the bleep in, and it cost me another 30 seconds of editing, and they add yeah. up. But no, seriously, I was after the Gabe Davis touchdown at halftime, I stood up and I was jumping up and down and screaming like a little girl. Like, I, I was dancing, and I was just. It was crazy to get that touchdown before half after being backed up into their own end zone. Well, even the third down play, the third and 13, Josh is getting tappy feet, scrambles, and then just like puts everything. There's not another quarterback. I really, I don't think, I mean, maybe Mahomes, but just the way that Josh moved forward, moved back, and threw his whole body into that throw and threw Davis open. Again, we talk about how Josh was throwing the ball yesterday. He threw open guys multiple times on big time throws. And that was something that we would drool and ooh and ah over for years. It was like, we have a guy that can throw to an open receiver, but if there's any sort of brain power involved, like where could this guy go? What's the anticipation here? We have nothing. It was like that for, uh, it was a desert dry dust town of out here watching Derek Anderson and JP Lossman and Trent Edwards and Fitz and Tyrod and Kelly Holcomb. Nobody can throw with anticipation until finally Josh Allen does it <laughs> on national in the net or whatever. Nobody else is watching any other game. So everybody in the nation saw it. It's great to see. And you know what? He made great adjustments too. That's what you said. Josh has gotten better in his years in the league. He's gotten faster. And even in this game, what he started 0-7 against the Blitz, and then he goes, what, 8 of 10 for like 220 against the Blitz after that? Um, and that stat, yeah. John, that you said going into halftime, he was 8 of 18 for 82 yards going into that drive, and then he completed his next 13 passes. It was like 5 for 5 on the final drive, then 8 for 8 getting out of halftime. And uh, went like 19 of 22 for 242 and three touchdowns after that was drive. That a franchise, was that a franchise record for most that was a, consecutive I know completions? It was, I know it was his PR. It was his PR, but it might not have been a franchise record. I can't I mean, remember. I can't they think of anyone it. else throwing 14 completions in a row. Really. Trent right. Edwards Except, thrown them to, I was going to say, Trent Edwards yeah. probably has the franchise record yeah. for 14 yeah. checkdowns. I bet I bet you that's it. <laughs> but the other thing <laughs> is that he tied Jim Kelly for the what, most all-time games with 300 yards and three touchdowns. And Allen's done it in 40% of the yeah. games, maybe 30% of the games. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. It really is. And it's, you know, the whole team. I mean, the whole story of the weekend is really cool. I mean, after the game, it comes out that Jordan Poyer has a collapsed what? lung and takes a freaking... Like, what? You didn't hear this? Yeah. No, I, I didn't oh, yeah, hear okay. that. They wouldn't let him fly. Yeah. They wouldn't let him fly, so he took a van. That's insane. That's is. That's insane. There and back, by the way, didn't get to fly back either. The dude had so much time in a van. He probably recorded nine episodes of his new podcast that's coming out. 
Yeah, wait, yeah his, wait, he has a podcast. It's dropping tomorrow. Every, everyone's, everyone's is his brother. Is his brother on the podcast? Probably will be on. Friend episode, of yeah. Jeremiah Poyer, friend of the show. Yes, friend of the show. Um, Hello, Jeremiah. Um, but <laughs> it was funny. I was sitting in there. I'm like, "What do you do in a van for 30 hours?" And it's like, "Yeah, you probably I mean, start hopefully a podcast." Hopefully, Rachel was in the van with it him. was, and his daughter. So, oh, okay. The other uh, stat that I like here is some <laughs> trivia for you, gentlemen. Um, Josh Allen has the highest passer rating in the NFL right now with 109.1. Second place is one point behind him. And Gino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only guessing that it's Gino because it was like a huge thing that he was that? number one going oh. into the weekend. That was the most satisfying like glance down at a scoreboard ever. Yeah. But And then the other stat I got for you is the Bills are number one in offensive and defensive DVOA and no team has been number one in the NFL. Now what is DVOA? Defensive something against something, but it's good. So it's <laughs> good. Aaron Johnson. That, that's how you sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. For you sports uh, nerds. I mean, I liked it. And I thought one of the crazy things too, is that you have eight different receivers catching a pass. Like, I yep. mean, that's also something, you know, I don't know. Not a lot of squads are going to do. Yeah, for sure. I might have to double check this, but I also know that Josh Allen leads the league in passing yards right now. Right. By like yes. a lot. A, a, a and he's large the, he's, number. He has, he's the number six offense in the league by himself. Yeah, exactly. I want to say just, he's on pace for like 6,200 yards total. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's in, yeah. insane pace. And he hasn't even been playing fourth quarters in a couple of these yeah. games. But do you know who's number two in passing yards? If you haven't Gino? seen the metric, you're not going to guess it. It's no, not it's Carson Wentz, isn't it? Nope, not Carson Wentz. He's up there, though. Daniel? He's top five. He was. He was, but... Um, nah, I don't think Daniel Jones is throwing for about 50. Nope, nope. It's not nope. Eugene. Carson, Carson Wentz, former team. Not Jalen Hurts, though. Nah. Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Ryan is Matt number Ryan. two I mean, in passing yards. He did throw for probably 400 yards this past week. Yeah, I believe That's it was only 382. Why. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. He's generational. Listen, what other guy could you have throw oh the God. ball 60 oh plus God. times? Right. I'm kidding. Right. But <laughs> they got a winning record. <laughs> oh, so Without Jonathan Taylor, but, old man stood up. Yeah, oh my God. I, I literally couldn't trade Jonathan Taylor away right now in any of my leagues. I'll trade you some. I'll trade you for Dak. Yeah, no, no. I would take Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of these trades, how do you boys feel about, um, you know, do you think Devin Singletary basically played the Bills out of a trade for a um, dynamic pass catcher out of the backfield? From which team there, Pat? Christian McCaffrey, you're saying? <laughs> I wanted him to say or, it. I wanted him to say his name. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve my energy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> do you think, do you feel like that performance in itself is enough for the Bills? front office to say, you know, I don't know. I honestly think that if they were trying to offer a trade package that included a player, uh, it sounds like Carolina just wants first round picks, well, which I don't, but, I don't I think mean, they're they, going to they get. They got to be eating paint chips. They gave Robbie Anderson up for a six round pick. Six like, and seven. Right. So anyway, I don't think that Devin Singletary makes sense for them because he's coming over and his contract ends this year. So he could end up coming over and then not sign a contract for the next year. Yeah, but that's what you uh, need to just have fans in the stands at their games, right? Like, Right, but Devin Singletary isn't going to put fans in the stands. You know, I think they would they would be looking for a return piece like James Cook. That's who they would be looking yeah. for because he's a young guy, first year of his contract. Um, immediate replacement for what you're trading as well. Um, and in that department, I I wouldn't give up either Singletary or Cook. You know, maybe I'm a I'm a you know a homer in that regard, but I wouldn't give up either of those guys for Christian McCaffrey. 
Singletary you know. was good, and he was. He I, was. I felt like he, he played was. really well. I know that's what you were getting to, Pat. I didn't want to stomp no, on that no. point, but he had a good game. They did exactly what the Raiders did, which was run straight up the middle for a lot yeah. of. And I didn't think that they were going to be able to. To be well, honest, it seems I saw like the Chris Raiders. Jones can only stop dudes if he trips them. So I mean, <laughs> right, <yeah>. right. Um, <laughs> but they, I, that was interesting. I, I hadn't seen us run the ball like that even in the Pittsburgh game, really. Yeah, yeah. Singletary was taking some chunks. The Bills finally sure. got a team out of their shell. And it was nice to see the second half adjustments that Kansas city made really burned them. If they probably keep the same setup we're, we might be looking at a uh, you know, maybe one score less, but Singletary yeah. was getting good chunks of yardage on the ground. I mean, I was tuning into the radio and I was driving home from Duff's and he's just like Singletary churns forward for almost another first down, like eight, nine yards to carry on a couple of these plays. And those are huge to allow Josh to get in his rhythm on second down, take shots when you can get into second down and short. Um, I mean, I, I do want to say a lot of it is in part due to that boy, Reggie Gillum as well. Like, I think that it should be. Yeah, said that, he looked you know, really good in the eye formation. Yeah, did, I I actually really love, I know I've brought this up on the show way too many times, but I love when the Bills go eye formation. And, you know, even if it's just single back, but the play action looks out of those are really good because you're typically going up against a heavier set maybe a couple extra guys in the box. If you got two tight ends in, you know, an I formation and Josh on a rollout. I mean, that's just like a cheat code at this point. So, you know, I like that. I really loved how on third and short they're doing a naked bootleg with Josh and just like, you know, put the, put the ball in the person's hands. Who's going to get you this first down, even if it's not the best, like, you know, chess piece matchup where you've got Josh that just has to make two guys miss. Like that's not, Scheme wise, that's not how you want to scheme things up where you have to make two guys miss. You want numbers, you want blocking, but you want the ball in Josh's hand. So I love the call for the QB sweep when it counted, though. Um, I love how they don't do that too often. That was a centerpiece of their offense, especially in the two minute drill um, in years past and stuff like that. I like that they don't do that too much with the, the designed runs for Josh, but they did it when it counted and watching Mitch Morris go out on, on a pole and just get out and like, you know, he's running faster than Josh is. It's so funny. Cause he ran past like two, ju- two guys and then Josh had to juke one and hurdle the other. And Mitch Morris is still running at the end of that play, which I think is really funny. Like going to get the safety or something, yeah. that's, you know, 15 years. Yeah. I really yeah. like how he does on the run block. Sorry, Pat, the whole O line, they were played well. They gave Josh just enough time when he needed to step up into a pocket and they, they really blocked well on, for run blocking. Yeah. Like yeah. especially short yardage quarterback sneak situations. What did he have? I believe he had three conversions on yep. quarterback sneaks, which was wild too. watching like Gabe Davis, like pushing Push Josh. Behind. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was cool. I mean, other than like one third of a third and one where we didn't convert, I felt like short yardage wise, you know, this was the best I've seen him in. It kind of, it's kind of scary. You don't want to put the ball in Josh's hands every time you're in that situation, but it is cool to see, you know what I but mean? But it's also cool to say we have it. a guy that we can put the ball in his hands every single time and he picks it up at like an 89% clip right now. And the, the two that he didn't are like, oops, like this foot slipped yeah. and whatever else happened. And, um, yeah. I mean, we're, guys, we're only, what, three years removed from handing the ball off to Patrick DeMarco on third and one. Like, we've come a long way. It's... It's it's been good. You so. know, we're doing all this talking about the offense, and we haven't even touched on Von Miller or Von Miller I mean, at all, or yeah. Kyrie Elam, Jordan Poyer, like just 
this defense or the Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson just dude, is. I can't believe he's only Matt had four Milano? interceptions as a bill too. Yeah, but Matt Milano is the man, dude. Worth every single penny. He's worth more. Penny. He's worth almost like seven Easy million more. more than what he's getting paid. Now, I mean, obviously Von Miller made a big difference, but what about the man, Jordan Phillips, dude? Holy yeah, cow! Yeah, Shaq Lawson like, too. He also Shaq Lawson coming up big. Um, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's good. Jordan Phillips, having those guys back has been really great. I mean, not just for the on-field stuff, but, you know, for their their personalities as well. They're they're fun dudes to listen to, you know, when you do get the the rare interview or anything like that. But yeah, no, the presence was felt. And I saw Dan Orlovsky do a really cool film breakdown of that interception. And the way that Von Miller rushed actually had to do with the scheme. So they're doing a, he rushes, he bull rushes inside the tackle and then Matt Milano is doing a scrape technique around the outside to contain Patrick Mahomes on that side, gets his hand up. And that's why Patrick Mahomes hesitates on the throw. And then they're doing man on the left side of the formation and zone on the right side. So Patrick Mahomes thinks that they're in man. Whereas, you know, Leslie Frazier's got that side of the field in zone and Taron Johnson comes out of his spot, even though Patrick Mahomes thought he was trailing another receiver. And that's why he got the pick. And it's really cool to see how all that stuff happened in that second. And anyone who says that Leslie Frazier is not competent or anything because we've had these blunders here and there, which again, you know, you can hold people accountable for those things, but the the dude's a genius. Like these, I mean, I know that all NFL defenses are complicated and you know, it's not like everyone else is out there just playing straight up cover two for the entire time. Um, But Leslie Frazier deserves a lot of the credit for that interception, for drawing up that coverage, for having an idea of what they're going to do you know, having the backside linebacker cover the running back and man. So Patrick Mahomes would think it was man. You know, it's like all those little details that happen in the half second are really, really cool to like break down and think about and ton of credit to Leslie Frazier for the game plan. And even, even Steve Spagnola on the other side did a pretty Steve good job. Steve Spagnola called a good game. I would say. Absolutely. He, he just lives by the sword, dies by yeah. the sword, which I, I hate. Respect, that, yeah. I hate that guy. But. He coached with McDermott. Did you know that? They were like assistants together in Philly. They were buddies. Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. No. Um, if you're talking about the look on it, the look on his face is just, just gets me. I, I like he's him. Got, he's I got like his hands. Him. He, he looks like that meme, you know, that lady bending over it. Like she looks like she's squinting or something like that. You know, that meme a lady in like the big yellow jacket. People put it up on the like toilet seat at, at restaurants and men's rooms. I'm not sure. I haven't seen your your restaurant toilets, but um, <laughs> no, that's what Spags looks like every time on the sideline because he's always bent over on his knees, like squinting at the play, like he can't see what's going on two feet in front of him, chewing his gum. Um, you're talking about breaking things down, John, and I'm looking at Von Miller's stuff right here, and he's got four tackles, two sacks, one tackle for a loss, two QB hits, and six quarterback pressures. And this is a season high of snap counts. He he played 78% of the snaps, which is 52 overall. So the fact that he's like, get my big guy in here, get my, my $160 million man in here to anchor this game, close this game, finish this game as they called it. And I mean, that's what, that's 15 game changing plays on 52 snaps. And that's awesome to have that sort of production. It's really cool that, we have a DN that can blow up a game and he did exactly that without him. The, you know, if Jerry Hughes has a step faster in him or one extra move in him, maybe we see an interception in the divisional game, but Von Miller was able to split that double team on the Taron Johnson interception and cause just enough of a pressure to make 
Mahomes roll out to the right and throw that ball a second late. So Teron Johnson could jump it and make the interception. But like Von Miller's fingerprints are on this game. It's such a huge signing that we got. I love him. He's my he's just becoming a fan favorite here. He's on pace for double digit sacks by a lot. Like something we haven't seen. I think he's, he's got on, six sacks. He's on pace for six sacks five in five. I think he has games, seven yeah. now. Because yeah. he had five and five and they had two yesterday. So I think he has seven. Okay, and yeah, six. seven sacks and in, in six yeah. games. Um, yeah, depending on if they called him whole sacks or not. Yeah. The one was definitely whole sack. It was him by himself. Yeah. But so what a game. Yeah. That's no, all I can say. Worth worth every penny, yeah. you know, for for anyone who thought that we weren't getting the dollar store bargain on that. Like sometimes, you know, if you want a Ferrari, you just have to buy a Ferrari. I, you're I literally gonna, you're not gonna get no, an off-brand Ferrari at No, Walmart, I just wrote know? this in my article, John, we're talking about for my article for Buffalo Rumblings about uh this the the players that we paid. I want to say the combination between Diggs, Allen, and Von Miller are making about four hundred and forty-seven or four hundred and seventy-seven million dollars total combined contract value, and like you're getting every penny plus some on that money. Like that's a that's a half a billion dollars invested in three players over six years. That's a ton, and if you invest that in the wrong players, you're screwed. So Brandon Bean has to be happy as a clam when he sees these guys producing and to think that, you know, this is not even the peak of our defense yet to have Trey white come back in and, you know, Micah hides out. It's just imagining like, what if, when they come back and you're, you're at a surplus of talent and uh, you, then you add Teron Johnson and Matt Milano. And like you Which, said, I mean, you got to think Teron Johnson was signed at the end of last year to an extension, the, a sneaky. Cheap yeah. Extension. These guys, it, it's like when you get, what you pay for sometimes, like if you want a nice watch and you get a nice watch or you want a nice dinner and you go to a nice restaurant or, you know, you want a better connector that doesn't disconnect your podcast. Every time you sneeze or cough, you got to pay more than $9, right? Like that's the lessons that I've learned. So we're, we're looking at a ton of money and the bills have been awesome and hitting on the value for that because you see teams get sunk when they send the money in the wrong people. And, and the superstars that got paid won the game for us yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is like, it's a cumulative effect, you know, rising tide lifts all ships or something like that. You know, at the same time, when you are bringing in the right people and you are building the right kind of culture from the ground up and you start winning, that's the key thing is like a lot of people build that culture, build that environment and they, they can't, they don't win on a consistent basis. Cause that is a very hard thing to do in the NFL when you have franchises that are already established and already at that point to try to break through and become that franchise, become that for years, it was breaking through new England. And now it's a cheese for us, you know, cause it's a conference wide thing. Cause we've risen to that level, but in order to bring in free agents like Von Miller, if the bills didn't have a good season last year, Von Miller's not here. It's not only Brandon being, you know, recruiting and, and, you know, and doing these things to get these big players here. It's just the fact that you have a team that wins because guys are competitive. Guys want to win the super bowl. And there's definitely exceptions where people go for the team that offers them the most money, even if it's not, even if they're not looking at a Super Bowl with that team. But sometimes if you're deciding between a couple teams and they're all offering you the same money, you're going to go with the one that, you know, you might even take a little bit less money to be with a team that's going to win you a Super Bowl. And I think that that also really helps when you're re-signing talent. When you guys have guys like Isaiah McKenzie saying, I would have I would have played here if oh, they paid me candy. So, he's not a good I mean, example. He's I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't do the podcast for right now. <laughs> <laughs> he had a rough game. All right, 
but Taron Johnson, you know, signing that contract extension, these guys are not holding out for huge, huge, huge amounts of money. And, you know, Jordan Poyer, I mean, I guess that whole thing where they're still negotiating or, you know, they're going to negotiate again in the off season is, is going to be a different discussion because, you know, he does deserve to get paid more than he is now because of where they're at and with the level that he's risen to. He was not an all pro safety when they signed his last extension. Um, yeah, how, we, how we, thought else, he, we thought he was. Yo, but. Oh my God. Think, sorry, John, to cut you off here. But like, what else can Jordan Poyer do to get paid? We just talked about him. Sorry, I don't even, I just heard the word safety and I kind of, it just jolted into my stream of consciousness. <laughs> trigger trigger yeah. word, yeah. Um, uh, is that what you're talking about, John? You said Jordan Poyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was talking and about like, Jordan Poyer. This, and his this man has given his heart and soul for this team. Like, changes the game just by being there, affects Mahomes where he's going to throw what safety he's looking at first. The dude drives 30 hours home and back to play and he can't get a contract extension. Like give the man what he wants. He deserves it. He played with a punctured lung. Come on, buddy. Like just give him something. Throw him a bone. He's his good faith is as good as it's going to get here. Like <laughs> yeah, I was going like, to say him that's, some that's good a good way to here. put it. Yeah. But yeah. Did you see either of you watch the Netflix series about the dream team? No, but I heard that that was inspiration for the Bills. Did you see that? Yeah. So Stefan Diggs was. Well, you're talking. You're talking second gen dream team. The right, redeem with Kobe team. And yes. On Saturday yeah. night, they said they watched it as a team. They watched an episode, and he was like, "I don't want to compare us to the dream team. That was a hell of a team. But as far as how they banded together against Spain in a game, and Spain was fighting, and uh, he just kept talking about he wants to be the guy with the pressure." Um, he, he believes in himself enough to step up and have that trust with Josh. And he wants to be the guy that makes a play. And on that redeem team, you have LeBron and Kobe and, uh, D Wade and all these guys that have that. And he's like the, the redeem team had one guy and it was Kobe because he put the pressure on himself and did the 4am workouts and did all this stuff. And Diggs is like, these athletes want that. And he's like, I'm a dog like that. I want the pressure. I want to be the guy to make the play. And he made the play. Right. He made 10 of them for 148 yards and touchdown. You can see how dialed in these guys are during yeah. the game. Stefan Diggs, especially like you can just see it in his eyes. Yes. He's just dialed in. Death it's, glare. it's almost scary. Like the same look on Leslie Frazier's face, the steely glare, yeah. as we call it in this house. Um, but it's so great whenever they pan to Leslie Frazier on the sideline. I just I love it. You know, the dude could peer through your soul. He's got such an intense look out there. He looked like he could just like, you know, throw on a helmet and go out there and tackle a guy. You know, Which he probably could. Probably good. Probably good. But yeah, no, I I agree with that point. And I think that, you know, and this is just me being a fan and just probably pointing at some obvious stupid shit. But like, I mean, even, I mean, you watch someone like, and I'm not saying, I think Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches of all time. And I have no doubt that the culture there is top notch. But when you watch Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs score a touchdown, hand the ball to the referee, and then just death glare across the field. And then you see Juju like... You know what I mean? Dropping it like it's hot. Like it does make you, it, do, it does make you think about the, the psyche of this team. And you know, so that's a know. good point, Pat. It's just, these guys are not me guys. And Diggs was labeled such a me guy coming into this team. And he's just been nothing but that he said on what Von Miller's podcast, well, every guy on our team's got a podcast right now. Um, but <laughs> he said it, he said it on the show. He's like, we're not here for that. And Josh Allen revitalized his career and, 
how much it's meant yeah. to him. But I, I love it though, because it's like without saying that Kirk Cousins was really <laughs> bad for him, he says that Kirk Cousins yeah. was really bad for him in like every interview. But that's funny. Yeah. It's five and one, so I won't hate. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, everyone's got a podcast these days for sure. I mean, hell, if we if we can have a podcast, anyone can. Oh no, right? not another Buffalo podcast. Yeah. Wah, right. wah, <laughs> <laughs> Code for just another Buffalo podcast. That's but funny. anyway, let's get a break in here real quick because we're way over time. But we'll be right back and uh, might do some quotes with Pat. We'll see. Ah. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. Those with ambitious, out-of-reach ideas begging to become real solutions. They share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com starts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Picture this. Your kicker is lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high. You need the ball back and the tension is even higher. Can your team do it? Your heart, your pulse, it's racing. He kicks it and you watch the ball and it lands. Now make every single play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new Customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Check out the matchups. Bills are on a bye week this week, so you might be able to shop around the league. I know the Dolphins are on Sunday Night Football. Maybe you're going to look in the AFC East. Maybe you're going to follow... Uh, Patrick Mahomes into the AFC West. Maybe the Ravens who lost another clunker of a game. Who knows? Daniel Jones, 5-1. and one, What's happening? But to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code NABP, standing for Not Another Buffalo Podcast, to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code NABP. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Pat, do you have some quotes for us? I do. I have um some fire. Well, I wouldn't say fire quotes. <laughs> Lukewarm. You have fire uh, quotes every week, man. It's- yeah, I do. All right. So um, <laughs> this one, 
This is, this is my first quote. I told you guys, you have to be awake when you play with me, no matter what the play is. I have free reign to do whatever. So when you sleep and don't think you're going to get the ball, you can't play like that. Everybody has to be heads up in the game, locked in, and we just have to be better. We will be, but it's frustrating when you lose and you felt like you could have played better in a game. Tom Brady after on his offensive line. No, similar sentiment. Russell Wilson. Nah, Russell would have been like Broncos country. Let's ride. The <laughs> players on my team are acceptable. Aaron Rodgers. No, but no, not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Lamar, is it? No, it's not Lamar Jackson. So yeah, on. I know. He's, he's he, I was going to say he wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have think <laughs> Jimmy, so, but I'm trying nah, to think Jimmy, of. Jimmy doesn't have to say stuff like that because he's just insanely <laughs> handsome. But um, <laughs> he just commands the respect of his teammates because they look at him and they say, God, what a man. It's <laughs> not but, Kirk um, Cousins, is it? No, Kirk Cousins would say, I'm praying for my teammates because they're just bad. Um, anyway, I'll see you guys later at Coles. Yeah. Yeah, that that short sleeve button up, that Columbia short sleeve button up, really just dripping. Yeah, dude. Next contract, fully paid in Cole's cash. Um, so no, it's um, it is a quarterback who lost this past Sunday. Yep. Let's see, Brandon, you were right on with Aaron Rodgers lost to the Jets, uh, not the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady lost. Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett did lose. Is that the answer? No. No. Justin Fields. No, Justin Fields doesn't have free reign, dude. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like running out of quarterbacks here. Um, Let's see. It's not Teddy Bridgewater. No, um, no. It's someone that would make you dislike them even more. Let's see. NFL quarterbacks we dislike. Titans were on a bye week. I've named most. Yeah, come of on. Tanny would never say that. <laughs> Zach Wilson? That's not, it's not Zach Wilson. They won. Tanny has no free reign. His job's to hand it off. Oh, um, <laughs> oh this is Matt Ryan? Is this Matt Ryan? No, it's not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan won. Yeah, Matt Ryan Mariota won. That's crazy. won. Oh. Uh, Andy yeah, Dalton Mariota lost. Won. Andy Dalton lost. Um, this player, after beating the Raiders, had a fan throw stuff at him. Uh, this player, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler yeah, Murray. Of ding, 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 ding. What an idiot. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. You got free reign to stink the joint up is what you got. Um, Listen, this is not Call of Duty. You do not, you're not the party leader. You do not get to pick what game we're playing. I just, I've never seen a man take less responsibility for his actions ever. Like that's just, and you paid this guy, you paid this guy, state of Arizona. Like, (laughs) you know, you paid him, you paid him a lot of money. Okay. I got one for you. This is in response to a question about teammates dropping passes. No, not really. You have to catch them. That's your job. Those guys are catching balls in practice. You have to make those catches in a game when it counts, right? No doubt. They know that. They want to do that. Is this a Brady quote? No. I mean, he did have some drops. Not going to lie. Uh, Rogers. No. Also, I mean, you're, you're naming off teams with bad receiving core, so you're on, the, you're, on the right, you're on the right track. I feel like we're good. This this isn't a Kyler Murray quote too, right? You're not trying to no, double I'm not us gonna up double here. Down. I'm not going to make you. No, this guy it's was happened, a class. This guy was a class for, act about. It's not Kirk Cousins because these guys don't drop things. No, they don't drop things. Um, no. They're lucky if they get the ball too. Winning or losing quarterback this week? Losing. Okay. It's not Andy Dalton. No. Do your job. It's not Lamar Jackson. 
It is Lamar Jackson. It is Lamar Jackson. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. He said it as that's what I wanted to do. Is like it's classy. It's classy. Yeah. Class versus brass, dude, or crass or whatever the expression is, man. But like, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I I just can't believe this Ravens team could very easily be six and zero. And I dude, just they're say like they could so easily be six and zero. Sorry to jump on you there. I just agree completely. No, no, dude, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, it's just Greg Roman. His offensive scheme destroys players and if you think that anyone's going to be successful with their number one wide receiver being Devin Dubernay and you're like yeah we're just going to throw five yard outs to Mark Andrews for you know whatever 17 catches for 126 yards like (laughs) they um, also want to try it again to let the guy score and it didn't work it's just situationally I I don't I feel bad for the Ravens man honestly and then they're just depleted dude J.K. Dobbins goes down and then you got Kenyon Drake the ghost of Kenyon Drake emerging (laughs) from a cave somewhere like you know I just I do I do feel bad for Lamar yeah all right well I think that's all we got for you guys today on the show uh join us again on Friday we'll have some Brando's bets we will have some game picks and uh, yeah, it'll be a fun show. So stick around for that. And as always, we do have merch in our bio link. Uh, so you can go to not another Buffalo podcast at my or something like that. Anyway, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but if you want to buy stuff with our stupid logo on it, you can do it. Hey, it's not stupid. Uh, I'm wearing it right now. Oh, so our stupid co-host bought me the stupid sweatshirt <laughs> because he was being a stupid friend. <laughs> well, you look really stupid in it. So. Notice oh, no. stupid means cool. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's how men have to talk to each other. Yeah. On the podcast yeah. that we create just to keep up with each other's lives. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's all just a fail. That's right. All right. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Go Bills. Uh, go, Bills. Right. Go, Bills. Go, Bills. go Bills. Go Bills. That's funny. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com starts.